Hey guys, I'm Amy Marco, and you're listening to the Go Let Go podcast. This is a place to talk about finding hope and peace and freedom and even fun, no matter what life brings our way. And guys, there's a reason that I use that phrase all the time, because learning to go and to let go literally wrecked my life. But it's also the phrase that brought me here, and it's the journey that God used to call me to himself. I always remind you that whatever I'm talking about with you here is something that I'm working out in my own heart. So I hope you'll dig in with me and learn alongside me this week. I've been talking about fear where it came from and what it looks like, and this fact that it doesn't fight fair. And I've been asking this question, what in the world are we supposed to do about it? See, fear comes in all shapes and sizes, and really, it's been coming at us since the beginning. It comes on the scene by the third chapter in the Bible, slipping in on the backs of shame and guilt and inadequacy. And you guys, we've been fighting it ever since. But fear looks different in different settings. And sometimes I realize that I recognize my fear, but a lot of times it has this way of slipping in unannounced. And it just works in the background to impact every corner of my life. So there's a reason why God reminds us in his word over and over again, do not fear. But I'm so thankful that he doesn't end the conversation there. See, last week we had this intense conversation about fear. We talked about the heart-pounding, paralyzing psychology of fear that has this way of binding us up and keeping us from freedom. But I also want to recognize that there is this fear that's probably even more prevalent in our everyday lives that is such a parasite. And this type of fear might actually be flying under our radar, meaning it's not showing up in that trembling, sweaty hands, fight or flight kind of fear style. See, we have these fears that have been cultivated in us for years and years. I was talking about this with my friend Courtney, who's been a missionary in Guatemala for a lot of years. And she made the point that fear to her is like this lens that she starts to see the whole world through. And that really resonated with me because I think that each of our lives and our unique experiences and maybe the things that people have said or done to us, people that we've seen, places we've been, they're all contributing to this thought process that's going on right in our mind. I'm a statistic girl and statistics say that a human actually has 80,000 thoughts darting through our heads every single day and you guys were only aware of 10% of them. And so that means that many of us don't even know what's happening in our mind 90% of the time. See, we're not even aware of this lens that we're observing our life and the world through. And it's very possible that many of those thoughts are based in these fears. Some of us are afraid that we're just not good enough or we're afraid that people won't approve. We're afraid that we'll fail. We're afraid of what will happen if we do succeed. We're afraid of change. I mean, if I kept thinking about this, I could probably find 50 more examples of fears that I'm not really actively aware of, but that are impacting the decisions that I make. 
So I think my friend Courtney is actually onto something as she explains those types of fear as the lenses that we see through. And she said, in my own strength, I can't take those glasses off as hard as I try until I specifically ask God to change that lens from fear to courage. And that lens of courage only comes through him. And that brings Philippians 4 to my mind. In verses 6 and 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, he doesn't just tell us not to fear. He gives us these real life instructions to battle fear. And just like Courtney said, we need to ask him for those lenses of courage as we start to present those requests to him. I think it's also important for us to remember as we identify these fears that whether it's this intense, anxious fear that paralyzes us, or maybe just the quieter, subtler fear that seems to lurk inside, coloring everything we see and hear, that fear is out to destroy us. Because fear comes from the enemy. We can't miss this. We've discussed at length that the enemy has three goals, to steal, to kill, and to destroy us. And fear is one of his favorite tools. See, our Lord knows this. So that's why he spends so much time in his word, not only telling us not to fear, but telling us how to fight fear. And I absolutely love this story from Mark chapter four, because Jesus' disciples are in the boat with him and this huge storm blows up. Now they are scared to death and he is just sleeping peaceably in the boat like not a care in the world. And they wake him up in this frantic fear and he just calmly stands up. It says he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And then he turns to his disciples and says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And you guys, I love picturing this in my mind. I just have to laugh because I would totally be one of those disciples freaking out. But how many things in our life seem like that storm? We are sure we're not going to make it. And Jesus is just bigger. He just wants us to have this faith in him, to let him be God. Because he has the power to make things still in our lives. You guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about where fear comes from and what it looks like. We've talked about the psychology of fear and we've looked through God's word because he doesn't just say, do not fear. He actually gives us instructions and he offers us his hand to battle fear. And so I want to spend the rest of my time with you sharing hope in fear because sometimes we talk about these overwhelming topics and even though there is real life application and work that we can do to overcome it, it starts to feel like this mountain in front of us that we just can't climb. But we are each such a work in progress and our fight with fear and really everything else for that matter is going to be an up and down battle, but we serve a God who loves us so much. 
You guys, he is so patient with us and he promises that he will finish what he started in us. We have a lifetime to walk with him through these things. And then we have an eternity to look forward to. Take a look at what he says in Luke 14. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. We're never going to find peace in the things of this world. And we have to remind ourselves of that because we put a lot of our time and energy and focus into the things of this world. But when we turn our eyes to Christ and we learn to abide in him, as we read in John 15, then we can truly begin to live in this peace that he's talking about, this peace that can only be found in him. You guys, I could probably spend a whole week just talking about this verse in Deuteronomy 3, 22, but this verse makes my heart feel so much stronger when I'm overwhelmed. He says, you shall not fear them for it is the Lord, your God who fights for you. I don't have to fight alone. I abide. I stay connected. I cling to that right hand, that hand that has my name written on it. And I look to his face for each next step, just one at a time as I live out my time here on earth. And I can trust that he is fighting for me. And as I learn to walk this way, then fear doesn't have to be so overwhelming because there is so much hope. Psalm 34, 4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Don't miss this. He says, he freed me from all my fears. You guys, it's possible to fight fear and to make progress in this part of our minds. We can come boldly to God and we can ask him for his help. He already knows before we even realize it that we can't do this alone. And Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my right hand. Look what he promises us. You see that word dismayed? In the Hebrew language, that word dismayed actually means shattered. You guys, his plan for us is not to live in fear and to be shattered, but to be whole as we live and trust and walk with him. And you guys, we are not always going to get this right. I sure don't. <laughs> but here's what the psalmist says. Psalm 56, 3, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. See, he knows that God says not to fear, but he also knows that he is going to fear and he's making this choice ahead of time. This is what he's going to do when he is afraid. So right now, while we're calm, cool, and collected, right now is the time to go to God, to grow our roots down deeper into his love, to get to know his character, to ask him for his help, and then to start to make a game plan for what we're going to do, how we're going to respond next time we face a fear. Suddenly, as we learn how to go and how to let go, we start to unclench those tight fists in surrender and we find ourselves with free hands. Hands that can serve and love and do things that really matter. And I think if we're being honest, 
our hands are tired of grasping. I think we're ready to accept something good from God and to hang on tight to His hand because life is going to take us where we least expect it. And that's why I'm here to ask both of us, what are we holding on to? What do we need to let go of? And are we really willing to go wherever God leads us as we hang on to Him? You guys, we are in good hands. There is always hope and the best is yet to come. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website. It's goletgo.org. Click on that contact button to shoot me a message or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Amy Marco. Talk to you next time.